Hello, everybody out there, and welcome to the interview portion of Terrific Talk. And I have a lovely guest with me by the name of Galaxy Graves, who is a Twitch content creator. So how, how are you doing this evening? I am fabulous. I am full of food, and I was laying down to digest before this because I was like, "Oh man, you you did the thing. You ate too much." But uh, I'm I'm happy to be here, and I'm ready to go. Ooh. Ready to talk about some spooky stuff. Yeah. Oh, so before we talk about the spooky stuff, you mentioned food. I love food. Mm -hmm. What did you have? Uh, I made like a deconstructed chicken parmesan. Mm -hmm. I basically made it in one pot. So yeah. It was, I don't cook for myself very often because I can't portion control myself when I do. So instead of making for two people, you end up making for like 10. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, but make enough to have leftovers. And then I'm just like, Rawr. so. Well, at least you have leftovers for days. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you to introduce yourself. So mm -hmm. talk a little bit about you, what you do in the Twitch content creation world. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, my name is Galaxy. Uh, I am a Canadian Twitch content creator. I stream a variety of things, primarily horror, however, um, or horror-themed and related. Um, I also run a podcast called The Cackling Cauldron that I co-host with Hacksaw Jenny. Uh, and I run, uh, uh, I've started to organize a women's community for people uh, who are gamers. So it's not focused on the streaming aspect, even though there are um, probably 50 to 60% of the members are streamers right now. But we just wanted to, I just wanted to create a space that was sort of free from the male gaze and where we don't even have to worry about that. So that's been going really well. That's been fun. Sometimes we do the streamers that are members do like multi streams and stuff like that. Um, and then on the Cackling Cauldron, we talk about all sorts of things, creepy and horror related um, movies, uh, urban legends, uh, conspiracy theories, cults. We've got a whole bunch of stuff coming up for that. And I hope to also on my channel on Twitch, we do a lot more uh, creative streams again. Um, now the New Year's rolled around and I can feel like I can get my act back in gear. <laughs> Are you going to be doing creepy stuff on your creative streams? Oh, always, always. Some of it will be creepy, some of it won't be. Some of it's just, you know, I'm going to sit here and crochet this hat for the next hour and a half and chat with you guys. <laughs> and you can watch me. Ah, neat. So yeah. before we get into talking about horror, talk a little bit about uh, the Cackling, your podcast, The Cackling Cauldron. The Cackling Cauldron? Yes. Well, it's um, basically it originated again as to have um, sort of a female oriented uh, gu uh, and guests on it. Um, you were a guest on the very first one, which yes. was fantastic. Thank you again for doing that. Uh, that was around Halloween. Uh, we just had some women come around and just talk about their favorite things about Halloween and spooky stuff and favorite movies and whatnot. And we did a couple of those. And then we did another one where we had... Um, uh, guests on and talked about the chilling adventures of Sabrina, which we are actually following up on next week, um, on next Thursday night. So it's every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, and uh, then we're going to roll, we've done a couple movie reviews. We did uh, Mandy, uh, we did a community watch along for that. So a bunch of us got together in a rabbit room and watched the movie. And then we talked about it. Um, 
later on and uh we're just we have a lot of, of stuff that sort of got thrown on our plate all of a sudden everyone's like hey we can have a guest here we can send you this movie here we're just like holy crap it's like oh my god like whoa wait I'm, slow down <laughs> everything's happening all at once okay um which is amazing and it's it's truly it makes you really feel like you're on the right track with everything when it just kind of goes rolling like that um but uh, the the basis is though is that uh, our guests are are women or or non-binary in a sense. Um, again, it's a platform for us to be able to discuss things on our our sort of own ground and terms. Um, we will be having like for example, we have some some actors that are interested in coming on that are male, and we will have probably like one of them on, you know, at a time with three women to sit and chat with them and and talk about whatever our topic is for the night so um it, it, the the primary idea though is if if there is a female um uh like person like a female that can come from a, the industry or whatnot to talk we're going to take a preference there um and and sort of we will always bring up like the idea of we do have like a male actor or director or content creator or whatnot on that you know how to have open discussion about where women stand in the industry that they are working in so that we sort of just kind of lift women up give them a platform to discuss something that we love a lot um and not to have to and to bring attention to the the inequalities that are there but also lifting up and and putting more women into the spotlight as we can so that's the basis and that's like the basis of the glam clam squad too. that community that i was talking about before is just to give us a space that's ours that we can lift each other up and we don't have to be concerned and have to think about or worry about or stress about you know are they going to take this the wrong way or you know any of those millions of thoughts that women have uh that sounds that just sounds like really cool that um mm -hmm. that the kathleen cauldron and <laughs> your the space that you built is um uh, just a space where, like you said, that women can mm -hmm. feel safe, like, in discussing mm -hmm. the the issues. Like, it just even just, like, even talking about horror. Because as yeah. I always, like, felt, uh, horror has always been a very pro-woman genre. Where women yeah. can be just allowed to kick ass. Yes. 100%. And, and well, I, I am saying women, but like I said, we like yeah. to be inclusive. So it's like Absolutely. if you identify as female or you are non-binary. So it kind of boils down to it's like the no boys allowed club. Oh, <laughs> I guess. So it's like a fort with the sign that says no boys allowed. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's kind of what it feels like sometimes. But it's good because we can literally talk about anything and there's just there's no judgment. We have spaces that are created within the communities where um and discords and whatnot where you know like if if talking about certain topics is not what you want to see they belong in those sections because we don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable ever so it's been pretty successful so far and we're having a lot of fun so that's really great to see it sort of gel together and have friendships being made which is the whole reason behind it right. i love it whenever things just come together and they're mm -hmm. going just like in the right direction it's just like mm -hmm. you feel like oh that's the best feeling yes. yeah it just feels good it makes it gives you gives you that good deep down tingle wait yeah well Duh. i mean yeah. <laughs> that you know in a way that tingly feeling <laughs> <laughs> Now let's get to the central question that I always pose with my podcast. So I always aim 
to ask why. And so the question behind why is why horror? What makes you love horror so much? Um, I don't know. I can't say what it is. Um, I, you know, I grew up watching Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark here in Canada? And, um, I mean, Buffy started airing when I was like 14, I think. Um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And then I read, I read like all the Fear Street books by R.L. Stein. I didn't really read Goosebumps much. I kind of moved into there. And then I went straight from there into like Christopher Pike, which was the more sort of adult versions of his, uh, of the R.L. Stein books. And uh, then I was off into like the adult, like horror books because I was a huge, I don't mean, I'm still really a huge reader, not as much as I was when I was like a teenager. But it just, it felt like home for me. Vampires, nighttime, you know, witches, just that's who I am as a person. And that's, I just moved off into into the, the horror land and I never came out of it, ever. <laughs> and I don't plan on it. That is, horror land is the best place to mm -hmm. be, I feel. And that's why I hate it whenever people feel like that horror only needs to be restricted to Halloween. Because, like, for people like us, horror is only around. cranky around Halloween, honestly, because I'm just like, you guys make fun of this stuff 11 months out of the year. And October switches around, and it's all the best thing ever. And I get all, like, hipster cranky. I'm like, I like this time and now you guys are thinking you're so cool yeah stop bandwagoning <laughs> yeah exactly so i get i get a little grumpy around halloween to be quite honest <laughs> Aww. yeah i just i i don't know it's just like i wish i could get why people feel like they would mm -hmm. need to regulate horror to just one month out of the year but yeah, but as I mentioned before, horror is an all-year-round mm -hmm. no, experience. No, it's all-year-round thing. I mean, uh, we had one of our Cauldron episodes on Christmas horror movies, which is one of my favorite subgenres of horror. Is Christmas, and there are so many Christmas horror movies. Like you'd be surprised, and you know, it it was it was good. It's good fun, and like. That, I mean, some of them are so good that I watch them. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. I'm like, I don't know. It's a horror movie. It's not a Christmas movie now. It's fine. Um, but yeah, no, horror is a, you know, seven days a week, 365 days a year lifestyle for me. Um, it, it's. And there's so it, it horror encompasses. It's just such a broad term when it comes yes. down to it. Um with the the subgenres and and you know different areas and there's comedy and horror and there's there's drama and thriller and there's you know werewolves and monsters and everything else and you know you can go anywhere there's so many different branches you can find your little area that's your like true love sort of thing but you're still encompassed under this whole big horror umbrella which is fantastic yeah so what would be your true love when it comes to horror uh, definitely vampires, anything to do with vampires, usually stuff to do with witches, um, and exorcism movies. Ooh. Give me a good possession any day of the week. <laughs> do you feel that exorcism uh, movies are a bit overdone? Because it seems like nowadays, like, uh, every time you turn around, there's another exorcism movie coming out. I mean, for me, it's been kind of great because I'm like, yes, there's another one, you know, um... 
and there's been some really fabulous uh, things that have come out recently. Um, the Vatican tapes came out in the last few years, which is one of my absolute favorites. The Exorcist TV show that came out uh, is just phenomenally done. Um, and uh, so, I mean, I'm for me, I'm just like, I can't get enough. I'm just like, well, I don't, I, I don't know if it's because, like, I wasn't raised, like, Catholic or anything like that, but I was sent to a Catholic school. Ah. Uh. And I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's the same sort of thing why I like Christmas horror so much. It's just, like, I really like seeing something that's supposed to be so safe and so protected by wholesomeness, and it's just, like, ripped apart. And also the mythology behind Catholicism is just really intriguing to me. So I kind of, you know, I, every every sort of possession slash exorcism movie that's done, uh, sort of you get a little more peek into some of the mythology behind it. So that's what I really enjoy about it as well. Yep. What would you recommend? Like, what exorcism movie would you recommend to someone like me who kind of feels that genre of horror is a little bit overdone? Mm. Um, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Uh, which is very interesting because it's done after the girl has died and it's done in flashbacks through so a priest being tried in court so it's done very i would really like how that one was done it's done back and forth and it's like more about the legal half and her searching out that part than the actual the horror of being possessed um so it's 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 a very medium ground between like drama and horror um and then the Vatican tapes again. That one, I absolutely, I just, I loved it. I watched it again, like three. I watched it like three times in a row the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch it again. No, nope, I'm gonna watch it again. Um, and I, I really, really like that one too. So those are newer ones that I would have to recommend. And of course, always, honest, like The Exorcist, the original Exorcist is always gonna have you know a place up on a pedestal. But I think there's probably a lot more out there, and especially, oh my god, here I go again, I can't stop it. Especially on a service like Shudder, where they have curated collections. Every time, you've seen it on Twitter, every time Jenny and I have a podcast, we end up bringing up Shudder, which is a streaming yeah, service. We are yeah. not affiliated or sponsored yet. Yeah, yet. <laughs> yet. Hire us. Um you know, in any way, shape, or form, it is just a really amazing service, and they have these curated collections. So, like, if I feel like watching a vampire movie, I go click, I think it's called Bloodsuckers or something like that. And, you know, it lists off everything they have that are vampire-related, or exorcism, or, you know, hauntings, or, you know, if you want, like, Japanese horror or something like that. You know, the, the curated collections are really uh, a bonus if you are trying to find something outside of just the regular stuff. Um... So yeah, those are definitely uh, uh, the top two I would recommend if you think exorcism movies are overdone and you want kind of a different look at them, uh, would be The Vatican Tapes and The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned those, so I will definitely check into those. And also, mm -hmm. I'm so glad you mentioned Shudder, because, you know, <laughs> I, I, too, am not affiliated yeah. or sponsored by them yet, please. Like, <laughs> hint. Yeah, hint, hint, Shudder. Like, you know. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I just love Which is like your un untapped resource, okay, for mm -hmm. marketing. Come yes. find us all. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they have such a good collection of oh, it's so good. And they keep adding new stuff every month, so it's it's so great to see. They just put Eastern Promises on there, and that's one of my favorite movies. Eastern Promises? Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that movie. Morrison. It's such a good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And 
I was just recommending just on my previous segment, just mm-hmm. like, I didn't know Shudder had podcasts. Whatever I yeah. heard that, I was like, oh, God, this is my dream come true. Yeah, yeah. I saw you uh, scrolling through and talking about it a little bit there, and I definitely haven't do- dove in and, uh, and listened to any of those or checked any of those out yet, but they are on, on the never-ending list of things to watch or listen to. I don't have enough ears or eyes to do what I, I, I really need to. I want it all now. Yeah. Yes. We do the never ending queue of things that yeah. are on our list of things that we need to watch. And just plug myself in and download it all like the matrix. That'd be good. That, that, that would be nice. <laughs> and then we could get through everything faster. Exactly. Exactly. Then you go back and rewatch in depth the ones that you really like. Exactly. Like why hasn't mm-hmm. that happened yet? Yeah, it's 2019, guys. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) This is the year of Blade Runner. Yeah. That is so wild. Isn't it wild that we're now getting into the point where all these, like, sci-fi movies from the 70s and 80s (laughs) thought we would be? Nope. Not even close, guys. No. Sorry. It's so funny how, yeah, they (laughs) thought that we were going to have, like, flying cars and all sorts of... Flying skateboards. Hoverboards. (laughs) actual hoverboards not you know things with wheels still (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah blade runner (laughs) blade runner yes now you also mentioned that you like vampires and witches absolutely so what is your okay besides buffy which we will get Mm, into in a little bit so, what right. is your favorite uh, vampire movie, and what is your favorite? Um, there's um, several witch movies. I mean, that's not a yeah. genre that's like really in my purview, but no, kind of talk about your favorites. Yeah, I mean, honestly, with the witches, I find most of the witch stuff comes down to Halloween movies, mm. and I would like to see some stuff outside of that happening. Um, I mean, we had obviously, like as a '90s kid, we had Practical Magic. Mm-hmm. Which is a really good movie. Um, but, like, brain freeze. I mean, Hocus Pocus is always a classic, but it's it's a Halloween movie. And there's nothing wrong with it. And I watch it all year round. Don't get me wrong. And then I find a lot of other witch movies are very, um, they're aimed towards a juvenile audience. Mm-hmm. Not an adult audience. And, I mean, I did like The Witch, but it's not quite what I'm looking for really yet but i do know that the 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 people that did the witch are coming out with another movie oh um and i cannot remember the title of it i was reading about it over on bloody disgusting last night wow yeah um so just as a the witch was pretty good yeah it was it was a good movie um but you know i want like powerful witch like i want i want a, like a Morticia Adams solo movie. That, that's what I want. That's that's the <laughs> movie that I didn't even know that I needed. Yeah, that's 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 what I want. I want like a powerful witch woman, you know, out doing her magic, doing her spells, all that sort of stuff. That's not like all about the the cliche hocus pocusy stuff, you know. Like that's the kind of thing that I'd like to see. I say, uh, so you're more of a fan of that rather than the mm-hmm. colonial aspect that the witch provided. Yes. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I do have, like, the whole interest in, like, the, the, the lore and the, the everything behind, like, you know, the, the 
pilgrim pilgrims is that the right word anyway uh, but yeah colonial and, yeah. and salem and that whole so whole time zone and uh time and era and everything like that i mean going to salem is a huge dream of mine as a canadian um and a horror fan luckily i do have friends that live close by so hopefully it'll be happening soon i know that going to salem horror fest is like top of my list of wanting things i would like to do Ooh. um so uh there's there's all of that uh when it comes to vampires um see the thing is i i read a lot more than i ever really watched to be quite honest okay, and okay. um like the last vampire series by christopher pike i would love to see turned into like a tv series or or movie um he re he rebound the books um into volumes that were rebranded as uh the thirst uh probably about 10 years ago and then he added a new one onto it so there's new content for that and um basically it kind of it relates the the vampires and back to the the beginning of vampires and creation or whatever we're taken back to um indian lore you know like from india so oh. you have some of the Indian gods and stuff like that involved in it. it it's, it's, I just, I love it. I still have it. I still read it like at least once a year. Um, and I would love to see that turned into like a series or novel. Um, but then there's Buffy and there's my true love. <laughs> of course you can't go wrong with Buffy. I can't go wrong with Buffy. And I, like I said, I was like 13 or 14 when Buffy first aired, and I watched it all the way through up to the last season. I didn't quite get because I was traveling, um, so I would have to sort of take what I could get. Um, you know, it was the the beginning of, like, internet and fan sites and, and you know, fanfic online and everything else. So, you know, it, you know, I made, like, fan websites. I learned how to code so I could do stuff like that, oh. you know if my grandmother who raised me she's like if i did something wrong the only way to punish me was to tell her tell me i couldn't watch buffy and i could also not record buffy <gasps> yeah Hot. so i would have to wait till the the next week to watch it so guys you don't know the pain of living <laughs> pain. back the back living back before a time where we had <laughs> no streaming services we had no way to watch our shows other than on TV. Right? And yeah, and, and taping it on a VHS tape, and then you run out of them, so you're like, okay, which of these can I, like, live without? And I looked at, like, the bot ones, and I'd, I'd cover up the little yeah. holes on the back, and then pop them back in, and like, oh my god, don't tape, out of, tape over this one, and you pop the little tabs off yep. the end of it. Like, oh my god, it was a time. Yeah. It god forbid you're... It was a time. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, and I come across very few people that are still, like, old enough to remember those times. I know. We yeah, um, my, my daughter is 10, and when she was about <laughs> 5 or 6, I borrowed uh, a VCR from my friend. Because, like, I still have, like, the Dark Crystal on VHS and stuff like that. Ooh. And I, like, put it, we watched a movie, I don't remember which one it was, and she when it was over, she was like, oh, I'll go get it out. I was like, no, you have to rewind it first. She's like, let's rewind. I'm like, oh, child. Oh, child. Be kind. Please rewind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Buffy, uh, oh, man, I was I was deep in Buffy land growing up as a teenager. I still am now. I rewatch it at least once a year. Um, I have the comics. I have it all on DVD still. Um, I mean, 
my love of vampires and and the 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 bad the bad guys in that show they were just wonderful mm-hmm. and just wonderful um so yeah buffy always needs rewatching always um and i there's always something that i can relate to buffy i'll be talking about they'll be like that time on buffy and everyone's like seriously every day it's- i can do it it's just like, yeah, I'm having scrambled eggs. Oh, and by the way, on that episode of Buffy, she too had scrambled eggs. All right, well, see, in this case, I'd say the main one when they had the breakfast that was the one episode in season seven. <laughs> and uh, she was doing the cereal. And uh-huh. it was all slow motion with her hair blowing back in the wind. See, that's, uh, that's what I, I, I'm drowning. <laughs> that's what I think about when I think about breakfast and Buffy is, is the cereal shot that they did Uh and oh my god, I can't remember the episode name right now, but it was the one where they all like fell in love with the the kid who had some like enchanted jacket or something he'd inherited uh-huh. from his brother. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I remember that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many good episodes. My favorite episode is Hush. My favorite seasons are season three and season four. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because I love Faith, who is on the show, and uh Honestly, I loved Riley the most. You can get at me. I'm not Team Angel or Team Spike. I'm Team Riley all the way until they turned him into a total freaking twat in season five. Oh, so you're the first person that I've heard of that's a Buffy fan that's not either Angel or Spike. I didn't like Angel nope. either. I thought he was boring. <laughs> I liked Angel in the beginning. I liked Spike when he was bad. After, like, season three, I was just like, you both are boring me now. Yeah, go away. Get out of here with your souls. Yeah. <laughs> Faith, oh, Faith is my girl. Always, always. And Eliza, Eliza Dushku is an amazing actress. Uh, I loved her in Dollhouse as well, uh, which is another Joss Whedon show that was canceled too soon. <sighs> Uh, too soon um and they are working on a new buffy series and marty marty noxed nor oh my god brain my brain just like stalled and stopped ran out of gas um marty noxton i want to say norxton um she was one of the main writers on the original series and she's involved with that and it's not going to be like a new buffy per se but they are carrying on the universe in a way Oh, okay. So it's time for a new Slayer is what she tweeted out one day. And I bet you were just like, ah! Yes. Yeah, because everyone was freaking out when they said they were going to reboot Buffy. And I was like, let's just wait and see what happens. Because the way the series ended, there are so many options for where they can go with it. Um, so hopefully they don't just reboot it and try and start from the beginning back when she finds out she's a vampire slayer again and they didn't they are not going to do that so i'm excited to see what they're going to do i'm very excited especially with marty uh uh, headlining and sort of like taking taking the reins on it that's good that they're not rebooting it because when i first heard that news i admittedly Mm -hmm. was a little bit worried myself because it just seems like every one of my favorite things keep getting rebooted well i mean i love jason momoa he is gorgeous to look at as well as he's just a, a good actor as well um but i am so happy that the the crow was the crow reboot was not mm-hmm. not done and it was canceled mm-hmm. um and i get that they were going uh, uh from a sort of a different one of the different series from the comic books than the original one was but it just it some things you don't need to touch like back off from the craft <sighs> 
Are they going to reboot that? There's been talks about it. Oh, man, no. It's just yeah. like, that was the quintessential 90s movie about witches. That, yeah, well, that's that's the one that I didn't bring up, actually. You know, like, The Craft was, like, prob- it's probably the best movie you can watch about witches. Because there's actually enough reality built into it with uh, witchcraft practices that it's, it's, you know, but you've got crazy evil and magic that doesn't happen you know right. still happening in it right you right. know so it's it's got that nice kind of balance the shira reboot is fantastic actually the artists behind it are, i'm huge fans of all of them um they are amazing and uh, you, you can suss them out on twitter uh they're they're friendly they're all super friendly so let me pause here for a second and say mm-hmm. thank you to Lady Goggles for a Goggles raid. Welcome Woo-hoo. in. Yes. And for those of Goggles community that don't know me, I'm Brandy Kins. This is Podcast Day. I am interviewing Galaxy Grays. We are Hello. We are talking about horror because I think that she can probably attest that there's whenever you can find someone that you can just talk with and nerd out about horror, it's just mm-hmm. the best thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best thing. 100%. And I, I love, um, the horror community is uh, such a, like, a well, generally, I'm going to say, like, probably 90% of it is, like, generally extremely welcoming, helpful. Uh, they give good recommendations. There's always, the, you know, those 10% gatekeepers in any community. Mm-hmm. Jerks. Yeah, but we don't need to talk about them. Nah, because no, uh, no, because um, I know that you probably had the same experiences with asking guests on your podcast. Like, I've rarely had a no. Like, whenever I've asked a guest to come on, I've I've never had a no. Yeah. So I've only had like two total no's in the thirteen um, episodes that I, mm-hmm. uh, but not of course not involving the guests that I've had on. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but... Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, if out of all the guests that I've asked, if I've only had, like, two no's so far, then I think I'm running pretty well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, it's just, it's just for me, and like I said, there's so... Horror is such an umbrella term. Like, there's hundreds of umbrellas under the horror umbrella. You know, like there's exactly. just so many different areas. There's so much room for everyone and their their particular things that they like, like books, series, games, you know, movies, uh, art, even if that's your thing, like horror art, uh, gore art, and everything else like that. Like there's areas for everyone in it, um, and all sorts of different degrees of horror. Like it doesn't have to be blood and guts in your face uh, constantly, or you know, terrifying. Um, you know that the 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 psychological thriller stuff right and so i think that's the main um thing that um new uh, horror people whenever they're first coming mm-hmm. into it they just think like oh it's just all blood and guts and nasty crap like horrifyingly uh, scaring stuff you know it's not yeah and i mean uh things like you know the human centipede i mean that's not for me i still haven't seen it so things like hostile are not for me like extreme gory like horror torture mm-hmm. like things like that are not for me but if you're a fan of that then that's cool hey, there's that genre for there's you a, there's that genre for you and there is a lovely people in that genre that love talking about it so they're out there they're in all different you know areas in social media and stuff like that in different platforms for you to find them in yeah. um you know so it's it that's what i really like is that the it's not it's not as small a little community as it seems. It's gigantic. 
Yes. Like, we're we're out there. We're lurking. Yeah. <laughs> In the shadows, we yeah. see you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, so it looks like also that we have a question directed to the both of us from mm -hmm. Brock. So he's asking us, as horror fans, do you consider mm -hmm. the Paranormal Activity series horror, or is it just a movie? I think it can be considered under horror. Um, I think it's under sort of like the hauntings and ghost area of horror. Um, so it's it's definitely not considered just your average movie. Okay. Um, so that's what I would say to that. It's it's a, it's a subgenre, like all those sort of like haunted uh, uh, hauntings and and uh, ghost stories and and not quite possession though. Right. I wouldn't really put it at um, in like the possession exorcisms and stuff that we were talking about that I really love before. Um, but yeah, I definitely would put those under horror for sure. Yes, I would too. Um, and also I would like to add a little bit of a wrinkle and call it also maybe a bit of a found footage type of film, that recording like mm -hmm. subgenre of horror mm -hmm. where the first one I thought was pretty decent. And I think that kind of mm -hmm. went all downhill from there. I've only watched the first one, and it was no. a long time ago, and I haven't really no. watched it anymore, because they just really weren't my jam. But, mm -hmm. I mean, if it comes to a point where I need to watch them for a certain reason or something like that, I have no issues. I have no issues watching anything for uh, the in informative sakes. Yes. But, so yeah, not really the movie I'm really kind of looking forward to watch for my own personal enjoyment. Yeah, found footage is not a genre I go to, and it's mainly also because of the camera work. Like, my eyes can't handle, yeah. like, all the shaky cam. It's it like, annoys me. Yeah. It makes me grumpy. I'm just like, <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to feel sick and puke, like, during, during a movie. I mean, some people, that's their thing. I mean, I'm sure, like, lots of people who are into roller coasters probably really like those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good point. I never even thought of that. Mm -hmm. All right, let me see if I missed any like other comments. Let's all right. Yeah, mm, Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, as my one friend said to me, she's like, I'm probably going to see Aquaman twice because the first time I'm just going to be staring and drooling at the screen, <laughs> and then the second time is when you like I'd watch actually it. like take the movie in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh. I would like to see him in more horror. I think he'd be really good in some horror. Yes, like, if you're out there and hearing this, yeah. Hello, Jason. Yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I guess this is a question. Um, I don't know if it's directed to both of us, but I'm going to go mm -hmm. ahead and, like, put it out there. Uh, mm -hmm. What kind of horror stuff are you into? This is from Norse Pearl. Uh, movies, mm -hmm. series, games, books okay so you've already gone over a little bit about what kinds of movies series books mm -hmm. that you're interested in so just briefly go over those and then we can like okay. get to the game aspect yep. of horror i'm excited to talk about because there's good stuff happening this year in horror mm -hmm. horror games mm -hmm. um yeah because i do i do stream here on twitch primarily horror or sort of things that you could be considered like horror themed um like diablo and whatnot it's not like a horror game but it's it's dark there's demons you know yeah. um there's there's that church lore stuff happening again that I, I seem to love. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's the myth mythology aspect of it for me. Um, but yeah, for movies, uh, I'm super into like the vampire movies, um, witch movies, even though there's not really a lot out there that I really particularly like yet. Um, and uh, I'm a, I love movies about possession and exorcisms. Um, and we were chatting about that a bit earlier. Um, 
And then uh, for books and stuff like that, yeah, I grew up reading like R.L. Stein books, uh, Christopher Pike, then moved into like adult horror, of course, Anne Rice is in there. Um, uh, basically anything I could get my hands on. But like, like I said, I was a teenager in the 90s, so um, a lot of those authors don't really do a lot of stuff anymore. So uh, present day, I keep Emily, Emily Rose. Yeah, that's the one that I had mentioned, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, back in October, we watched a horror movie, at least one horror movie every day with my community. It was an intense month. We went through a lot of content. We did marathons for like certain series on the weekends. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> um, I will be bringing back watch alongs again in the next week or so, but only like one a week. <laughs> not, not one every day. That was pretty, pretty intense. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. For games, um, let's uh, talk about horror games. Mm -hmm. uh, Layers of Fear, because Layers of Fear 2 is coming out this year, guys. And uh, Gun Media is doing some amazing things. And they are they are sneaking around. And they are, I, just, I got my eyes on them, let me tell you. Um, if, that, if you did like the first one, uh, keep your eyes on PAX South, because there will be a panel uh, there. And they will be releasing the first of the information about it outside of that little snippet of a teaser trailer that we got a while back. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, make sure you keep your eyes on Gun Media. Uh, they do have, you know, Twitter accounts. The person in charge of their Twitter accounts is very friendly. Matt Chacha, great person. Um, and for other games that I'm looking forward to this year, uh, not personally for myself, but I'm just going to bring this up because it's Double May Cry 5. I have not played any of those games, but it's a big deal if you like horror games. Um, we have also uh, Sigil, which is the spiritual successor to Chapter 4 of Doom, the original Doom game coming out, and it's going to be free to play. Ooh. And it's done by the original creator. Oh, wow. Be... So if you are a 90s kid, this is your time. This is your time right now. Um, Doom Eternal is also coming out this year. So it'll be a new so like there was Doom 2016 that came out, uh -huh. uh, which was a great game. So Doom Eternal is coming out now, um, this year as well. I believe in Marchish, I want to say. Um, and then uh, we've got Code Vein coming out. We've got Wolfenstein, another one, another installment in that franchise coming oh. out. Um, God, what else? Let me think here. Um, blah, 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 blah. There was one that I was talking about with a friend last night oh atomic heart which has a very bioshock feel to it oh and atomic it's kind of like bioshock meets borderlands i feel and i'm just oh i just i need it i needs it i need it because those are two of my favorite games i love bioshock yeah yeah and um what else is coming out um uh, the resident evil 2 uh remastered this month that will be coming out yeah and uh I, as just a nod to myself for some of the games that i do like as a, a horror horror game fan um that i uh, i'm excited about that i haven't played but i'm going to be playing uh for cackling cauldron actually we're going to be doing a let's play and that's the silent hill games <gasps> oh. i've never played them oh and i'm excited man. i'm so excited to, oh. to dip my toes in there are you going to be playing all of them? I don't know if we're going to be playing all of them, but I know we are probably going to start at the beginning and see how far we can go. Okay. Well, yeah. 
I know uh, they're not connected, so the story. Yeah. So if you are kind of running short on time and you're looking to like start with a good one, mm -hmm. I recommend you start with the second one. Yeah, I've heard the second one is is pretty much the best oh, one out of all of them. Yes. Oh yeah. This <laughs> Kool Aid Man moment. <laughs> yes, because you can't go wrong with Pyramid Head. No, no, Pyramid Head's like just a classic oh, horror mm -hmm. game. Uh, uh, character. Um, on top of that, yes, yeah, so I did bring up Bioshock. Um, Alice the Madness Returns. <gasps> American McGee is putting out a new installment. He's working on it. Uh, I don't think we're seeing it till 2020. No! But he, but, okay. <laughs> he is posting updates, sketches, little tidbits here and there. He's got a Patreon going for it. So, I mean, oh, it's, wow. it's exciting. It's exciting. So I'm. I will be doing a playthrough of that as well. I'll be doing the Madness Returns on stream as well, um, soon. So that is awesome. Yeah. The, those are some games that I know of mainly just by name, and like I know yeah. what they are. They're ones that I have always wanted to play, but I've had yeah. such a hard time finding them. Yeah. Yeah. No. They're. Um, the. The. That's gonna be great. I. I've. They just put it last fall, I believe, onto, um, oh my goodness, what is it called? It's EA's, um... Origin? Origin, yeah. Okay. You can buy it on Origin, yeah. <gasps> okay, so at least I know, like, if where to get If you're a PC it. gamer, yeah. At least I know where to get it, like, somewhere. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, I mean, I've got, uh, I, you know, I do, I play... You know, Dead by Daylight. I play um, Diablo. Mm -hmm. um, I play Graveyard Keeper. Graveyard Keeper came out last year, and I was just like, this is a game that was made just for me. I don't care who says any differently, this is my game. Because <laughs> you maintain a graveyard, and it's it's fabulous. It's so fabulous. Um, I also play Killing Floor 2 a lot of the time with the Glam Clan squad and some other friends. Um, we're going to start dipping our toes into the Friday the 13th game because we would, uh, we're trying to support Gun Media right now, uh, which is which is the company behind Layers of Fear. Um, let's see what else. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and play some Dark Souls. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> try is the operative word there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because... my God. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure my community mostly just wants me to play it because they want to see me rage quit. That's the exact <laughs> reason why my community wanted to see me play yeah. it. I was like, this sucks, I quit! <laughs> right? And, I, and um, I did do my first playthrough of Vampire, which came out last year, which I actually really liked. Uh, and based on how you behave in the game and what you do, you will get multiple different endings. So it oh. uh, has multiple, like, the playthrough replay value is is decent for the price tag on it because like the first time i killed the first person i killed then the next day i'd wiped out an entire district from killing that one person so i i but then i was like well might as well just kill everybody right off the bat then so i basically just killed everyone um so i'm you know i want to try and do like a passive playthrough i want to try and do like an achievements playthrough you know and all different ones so there's definitely replay value um for that game, in my opinion. And also, I've been going back and playing some Vampire the Masquerade, which is a lovely old buggy game. Ooh, like, I started out with uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, like, but I yep. but I ended up, like, playing it, like, the wrong way. I ended up picking, like, the wrong class for my play style, so I'm going to go back <laughs> through at some point and yeah. play it again. 
Yeah, there are a few um, streamers that are on. Um, I am a member of a stream team called the Dark Forces, and mm-hmm. uh, yes, uh, it is a wonderful group of people, wonderful group of humans. There's a few of us who play the game. Um, definitely the other ones that play it can give you way more information than I possibly could because I believe I may have played it. It's it's a time of my life where I'm like, I don't really remember if I did this or not, or if I've just seen it so much or watched somebody else play it so much that I can't tell if I did or not. So yeah, those are some of the games uh, for horror and whatnot that, that I've, I've got on my plate that I'm keeping an eye on. So it looks, uh, and if oh, I, there's something I really need to mention, it's yeah. it's it's a movie. It's this year. We've got Us coming out from Jordan Peele. <gasps> oh my gosh! I've been keeping tabs on that. I the the trailer came out on Christmas Day. Oh. I nearly died. I would have probably fainted if I wasn't already laying down in my bed. It's so good. That's very true, Ishka. Very true. <laughs> um, but like, I've been pulling apart the trailer. Like, I've probably watched it once a day at least. This is my life now. I can't think about anything else. Thank you very much, Mr. Peel. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, that is great. yeah. That's something I'm super hyped about uh, this year. Because I, yeah, I, because I yeah. really loved Get Out. It was terrifying because the reality of that actually being true and possibly Mm. happening in our society is very probable. Oh, yeah. And just the whole idea just behind the fact that I don't know, like, how much to spoil it because I I don't know. A lot of people still haven't seen it yet, so. Yeah, but the whole idea of the fact that, okay, I think I found a way to describe it, not being able to be in control. That yes, is what terrifies me. I am a control freak. Freak. Oh, and can we talk about Candyman for a second? Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> like I'm so excited. Like the the horror is definitely becoming a more mainstream thing, but not in like mm-hmm. oh it's so mainstream now. It's mm-hmm. just becoming there's more there's more energy behind it there's new energy behind it and new energy feeding into the horror industry whatever it may be whether it's games books movies whatnot it's just it's exciting it's it's invigorating and it's sort of waking up the horror industry and i'm all about it yes i 100 percent agree it's still that niche genre that either you're really you're going to really like it or mm-hmm. you're going to really hate it. But it's, mm-hmm. like you said, mainstream enough to not be just, like, annoying. Yeah, no. exactly. Not to be like, oh, my God, everything is just horror now. You know, as long as you know how everything went on TV, everything now is, like, reality TV pretty much. And they're finally sort of easing out of that. Mm-hmm. Finally, like, 20 years later. Good God. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, it it's that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about new energy lifting it up within the industry that already exists itself, and it's great, and it's it's so wonderful to see new ideas. And that's like what Jordan Peele is doing with like Get Out and Us with new ideas. More of that, please. More of that. I do get up up redoing and sort of new spins on old movies because that's just what life is. I mean, how many movies in the '80s and '90s were actually just Shakespeare? <sighs> And you didn't even know they were like, not. I'm not talking like Romeo and Juliet, like Baz Luhrmann's one. I'm talking about like they were just different spins on a Shakespeare movie. Like Cruel Intentions was not Shakespeare, but Cruel Intentions was Dangerous Liaisons, which was based on a French movie. 
Yep, or uh, Romeo Must Die. Yep, exactly. Uh, so, how many movies are still Shakespeare? Exactly, exactly. Exactly! It's like, ah, oh, Jesus, yeah. just like, yes. But I don't just, just redo the same thing with the same name. Like, remake it. Make it your own. Make it something fresh and new. So, you know. Right, it's like, I like Shakespeare, because I kind of was like, it's a requirement too, because I did, mm-hmm. like, get a master's, like, in English, mm-hmm. but, yeah. um, it's, there's only so many times that you can make Romeo and Juliet the same way. Like, if you're not going to bring something fresh and interesting to Shakespeare, mm-hmm. then just don't do it. <laughs> just don't bother. Yeah. yeah. Just don't bother. And that goes with anything, like, mm-hmm. especially, like, horror, like, oh gosh, someone commented... Okay, Ishka, I hear Peel's doing another Nightmare on Elm Street and LeBron's do- producing a Friday the 13th. No, no more of those. I'm a little bit tired of Freddy Krueger being rebooted. I'm tired of Jason Voorhees being rebo- rebooted. No more. <laughs> I think that the new Halloween this year was a good idea, good plan, yes. because that had been settled down for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they should do another one anytime soon. No, and when I heard that, like, oh, there's a possibility they're gonna make another one, it's like, no, just the way it ended, the way it ended, it would not make sense for you to do another one. And then it's just like you're kind of like then changing the mythology behind Michael Myers if you make another one. Yeah. So, I mean, because those, I mean, those three baddies are like the the you know triad of horror mm-hmm. you know slasher movies and because the installments have been coming out periodically for 30 years <laughs> you know they need to let it yes let it die for a decade or two at least please yes it's just like they're i don't want to see like every 10 years like friday the 13th being rebooted I don't want to no. see every 10 years uh, Nightmare on Elm Street being rebooted. They have so much good content with it out already existing. We have games with it. We have Friday the 13th, the game, albeit um, it's not technically dead. The developers, like I said, they are still working on it. There's a big mm-hmm. patch actually coming out by the end of the month for Friday the 13th. So they're still working on it, even though the lawsuit has pre- prevented them from making mm-hmm. any new content related to the game. Um, we have Dead by Daylight. We have, you know, there's, there's a bunch of games and stuff like that. We need, we need fresh, fresh blood. (laughs) Exactly. And that goes with your point earlier about interjecting new ideas, like into the Mm -hmm. genre. It's just like, if you want to pay homage to like the slasher, like films of the eighties, why not? a new one. Yeah. It's just like, why not make a new uh, killer? Yeah. And you know what? We got one new killer with with Jigsaw and Saw, but oh my god, stop! Yeah, it's just like, and (laughs) horror has such a huge problem with franchising, like with things like Saw, it did so well, it's like, let's make 10 million more of them, it's like... Please don't, please don't. New. New. Not everything needs to be part of a, like, okay, don't get me on, Conjuring Universe, I love the Conjuring Universe. I love it. Annabelle, the nun. I'm excited for um, the tall, skinny dude that they're making the movie about. <laughs> from it. The There's tall, Annabelle skinny. Three. Yeah, I forgot his name. Um, the Crooked Man. There you go. Um, the Crooked Man. Uh, the Crooked Man movie. I'm excited for. Uh, Annabelle three is coming out, and it's going to be really exciting because apparently she uh, kind of comes to life in uh, their little storeroom of all their horror artifacts and starts bringing. Entities back. 
So we might see maybe The Nun again, or I still haven't seen The Nun movie, believe it or not, because I have a thing for nuns. <laughs> yeah, like... I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. It's just who I am as a person. Okay, you haven't seen The Nun. You need to tear up your horror card. You need to get out of here right now. <laughs> yeah, get out. Podcast is over. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I will admit, though, about the Conjuring universe, like, I thought the first Conjuring was decent. I thought it was a decent movie, like I said. Yeah, the first one is decent. Exorcisms, like, it's a hard sell for yeah. me. They always yeah. have been. But it yeah. was decent. Uh, Annabelle, yeah, I'm gonna have to go the opposite direction on that and be like, no. That, that was yeah. just not my thing. I haven't That's seen... That's fair. I haven't seen any of the others. Yeah. Um, the Conjuring 2 was definitely better than the first one. Oh, really? Absolutely. So is that available to stream anywhere? Uh, I'm in Canada, so what I see on the same service that you may have right. could be different. Okay, yeah, yeah. I always yeah, forget so that I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to recommend anything, because, like, I'll, so I, that's one of the worst things when you, like, go on Twitter and someone's like, oh my god, this is on Netflix, and I'm like, oh, yay, not in Canada. It's like, no, because some things that we yeah. might have on Netflix over here in the States, you don't have over there. Exactly, and vice versa, like, we yeah. kept yeah. Buffy on Netflix until the end of the year and they took it off because they needed money for friends oh who cares about friends <laughs> yeah people lost their their minds over friends being removed from netflix and while i sure will throw it on as background noise if i don't want to pay attention to something i can live without it on netflix if it means that so many amazing things were taken off to be able to afford to keep it on because it cost them a million dollars to keep friends on netflix I I'm done. <laughs> I know. I'm on my head about it. Oh my god. I have the grumps. Yeah, it's like I had the grumps whenever they took Doctor Who off of Netflix. Mm -hmm. so it's just like I know, right when I was just about in the way, I'm like, I'm ready to catch up on Doctor Who. Oh, sweet, it's gone. Yeah, it's like yeah, thanks. Shh, that's great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, someone's okay. Randarma said that I just rewatched Prince of Darkness. Oh, it's been a while since Ooh. I've seen that. No kidding. I'm just gonna pull this up. Wow. And then while you're looking that up, Ishka says the thing I dislike about Dead by Daylight is that they lock themselves into the killers only being humanoids, and their weapon of choice of a knife is uninspired and unimaginative. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get that in some ways. Um, personally, for me. Dead by Daylight, I play it with friends. Yes, me too. Uh, this is why I don't stream it very often. Um, I play it with friends. Playing Kill Your Friends is super, super fun. I like to kill my friends. Okay. <laughs> um, and I do, like, there's certain aspects of it that I really enjoy, but I don't think I would be someone who would just stream it or play it mm. just on my own just to get good at the game. Um, it's, it's a more enjoyable friend game for me. Um, and I think that makes all the difference in the world. Um, it's kind of like when we play Killing Floor, um, you know, uh, I play with my friends. I don't really play off, uh, you know, on stream or when I don't have my I don't play solo. There's the word I'm looking for. Found it. <laughs> that word. That word. <laughs> yeah, just yes. there are little monsters up in my brain shuffling through, you know, the dictionary looking for the word. Yeah, I tend to, I like playing uh, Dead by Daylight, but I can't find friends to play with, or, like, if they're mm -hmm. all asleep, then, yeah, I do play solo, but I yeah. love playing it with friends. 
Yeah, playing it with friends is just amazing, which, yeah, again, puts it into the, the category Dead by Daylight, um, Killing Floor 2, and Friday the 13th, all sort of, uh, or uh, what is it, the the one game that I ended up just purchasing because everyone's like, oh, you should get that one too, we all have it. Um, Left for Dead. Oh, the first one or the second one? Both. I got both. I got both for like three bucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Months. Yeah, so... Um, the second one is the one I play the most with mm-hmm. Francis because it's got okay. a, a lot of different um, maps and uh, yeah. campaigns that you can download from the Steam Workshop. And, oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, I just, they were both on there on like the sale and I was just like, for $3, yeah, get both. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Why yeah. not? And I know that it's probably like, uh, zombies, but at times. You're, but, you're yeah. a zombie. You're a zombie girl. I, I know this. Yes. Yes, I know. It's just like, I liked zombies before they were cool. Thank you very much. I know. I kind of, um, as a not really a zombie fan, um, I kind of feel a little flooded with zombie stuff right now. Fair. You know, I, I, like, The Walking Dead came out, and it was was good when it started, but I just, I was just like, it's just so much. Uh, I have so many, like, grumps like you like have gross with me. I have gross about I have gross about that show that it would take up another hour for me to get through all of them so I think I will like stop myself. Okay, right we'll just there. leave that over there. Yes. You just have an entire afternoon where you just like sit and just chatting and just complain about The Walking Dead. Yes. Well, okay, just one grump that I will just get into just really quickly. Very quickly. I, I, I poked the bear. Yes. Um I don't like what they're doing with the whispers. For what they're gonna do? Okay, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel because you know, and 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 it's an easy, it's an easy for me. I feel like it's an easy way to produce like zombies as a as the bad, right? Uh-huh. You don't have to really have. Um, it's more focused than on the 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 survivors, right? Right. right. Whereas I do like the Resident Evil movie franchise for the fact that there is like the mystery behind the T-Virus and how it all came to be and everything like that. And they're trying to get to this place. There's, I feel like there's more going on. But when we had like the Shaun of the Dead and uh, Zombieland and all those movies started coming out, I was just like, okay, you're killing zombies and you're trying not to die. Okay, you're killing zombies and trying not to die. I need more. Mm-hmm. And I think people tend to forget, oh, yes, uh, hot George A. Romero, mm-hmm. the godfather of zombies, yes. And mm-hmm. he, and yes, 100%. Yes, because without uh, him and also without uh, I Am Legend and without mm-hmm. uh, Seabrook's The Magic Island, Seabrook mm-hmm. was a nut, so let's, but let's not get into that. But without those, mm-hmm. George Romero would never have made Night of the Living Dead and zombies wouldn't be where they are today. <laughs> so yes 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 so yes i could like wax poetic about romero but yes most zombie things have gotten especially nowadays have gotten away from the fact that um that social commentary it was very prevalent with romero's yes. films and because zombies are the perfect vehicle for for that mm-hmm. i wanted to kind of get back to that again where it's not just about killing zombies as you mentioned yes yeah i i i need the more of the in-depth story behind stuff not just the the gore of killing zombies and trying not to die right you know? because if i wanted that i'll play left for dead 2 and killing floor 2 and exactly it'll just you know go slay some deads and killing floor which is 
a fun game to try mm-hmm. and take your anger out in, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're just feeling just pissed or you have the grubs, you just load up Killing Floor 2. Yep. Just start killing zombies, just shooting stuff, blowing things up. It's fabulous. Yes, it's good. A- another fun game to play with friends. Mm-hmm. 100%. Absolutely. Ah! Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know there was something else I was wanting to ask. Like, oh, okay, all right. So you mentioned, I remember even whenever we were talking about it, whenever I was on your very first episode of your (laughs) podcast, about urban legends. So what is it that attracts you so much to urban legends? I like them myself, but I want to hear your thoughts. Because I feel that there is some, uh, or most urban legends have some base in reality and actual situations that have happened. Um, And it's kind of like as close to horror in real life as we can get. Uh, and it's just intriguing. It's like I I studied anthropology at, in university, mm. um, and I was heading toward archaeology before I uh, took some time off to travel, which lasted ten years before I went back and did law. Oh wow! <laughs> um, so um, but anyway, so the study of humans—that's what anthropology is, and cultures, and <laughs> and so like mythology and and people's cultural um you know history and stuff like that that just just draws me right in and urban legends is just kind of like a newer sort of take on it the spookier kind of take on it and i just i love hearing about them especially because like i live in a city that's considered the most haunted city in canada um and it which is funny because we don't really have it doesn't seem like we have a lot of ghost activity going on around here but there is I'm still not sure if I believe in ghosts or not, but weird things happen here. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I love hearing about them. Um, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's a little sort of peek into every community's history in a way as well. Um, so you just get a little slice of it and it's, it's nice. I like it. Is that what attracted you to moving to that town to begin with? Was because it was so haunted, or was it just like no, no? I I grew up on the island here, and this city is a small city, and it's the biggest one (laughs) on the island. Um, I I, I've lived lots of other places, but after living up in northern Alberta for like six years, Mm -hmm. I was like, I I need need to go back to the ocean. So I I came I came back here, and I've been back for about five years, and I'm getting the itch. (laughs) <laughs> to go somewhere new again, so uh, I don't know where I'm gonna go. Uh, I was looking at houses in Salem. I'm not gonna lie, but it's expensive there. I can can imagine probably because also they rake most of their money in on tourism. Yeah, well, that's this is a very tourist heavy place. It's also very uh, big in the film industry here. Um, oh. One of the castles that's in town is. Um, in all the X Men movie, it's uh, Xavier School for the Gifted. So like in Deadpool. You see when they go to the it's it's just right over there. Oh my goodness, I didn't know yeah. that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, and you know they shoot like you know they shoot basically if you see a forest, it's shot in BC. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. Um, so the film industry is huge here. I have a really bad habit of being in my own world, walking around town, and walking directly into set. <laughs> Got like- metal in my ears, like music, not. Yeah actual metal oh. you know and i'm like you know in my own little land looking at my phone and yeah then someone's like waving their arms and screaming at me um it's usually you know, at least once or twice a year that i do that yeah it's like you messed up our shot like oh sorry yeah i'm like well just... 
I don't know. There's tourists everywhere. They they've actually started now where they like tent out to the street to try and keep people from accidentally doing that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, hop said gal trying to get <laughs> yeah. on film. That's don't just, lie. I just want to be famous. That's it. No. Yeah, like uh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a, a very intriguing place that I live in. It's a very strange little little place. It's magical. Oh mm-hmm. oh wow! I was looking at the time, just like I knew probably that I've been gab like forever with you. <laughs> Almost two hours Heck that we've yeah. been on. Yeah. So I feel that <laughs> it's it... been a wonderful time. Yeah. So let's. I'm so glad though that you had yourself <laughs> like a great time. Just like if people aren't bored, yeah. then I'm happy. I'm happy. No, I just love blabbering with people about things that I'm excited about. It's like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. It's been like five hours later. It's just like, where did all the time go? (laughs) (laughs) Whoopsies. But but I'm going to ask the chat if they have any other questions for Mm -hmm. you. So while we're waiting on those, Mm -hmm. talk about when uh, your stream schedule is the next time Mm -hmm. that you're streaming and what you'll be streaming. So I stream Monday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific. That's usually our Monday night metal night where uh, I get really into the loud metal and play Diablo. Um, uh, not this week, but next week. It'll probably actually go really late as I get into some co-streams. The new season is coming upon us pretty soon, so I will be doing some non-seasonal stuff tomorrow night, trying to get some better gear. Um then Wednesdays and Thursdays during the day, I usually hang out. We have chiller, chiller streams. You know, I work, um, I was playing some Evil Within for a while. Um, sometimes I play Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, I played Stardew again the other day because I was just uh-huh. like, I need to just not use my brain right now. Yeah. And I, I, can, I can play this game with my eyes closed. Um, and then Friday nights, occasionally we do Glam Clams multi-streams. Not every week. Um, occasionally we do those, and that's like Killing Floor. Uh, we've done a Dead by Daylight one. Um, uh, or I will play like horror games uh, uh, in the evening on Friday night. So I probably will uh, start like We Happy Few in a bit and an, a playthrough of Layers of Fear before we get that lovely look at Layers of Fear 2 coming soon. Soon, I'm so hyped. So that's really exciting. So um, that's when I that's when I stream, and then Thursday nights at seven. PM Pacific is when uh, Jenny and I have the Cackling Cauldron over on my channel. Oh, so then yeah. that, that's podcast day for you. That's podcast day for us, yes. Yay. Uh, if you're ever looking for new people to play Dead by Daylight with, you know, I'm always uh, down. I'll have to get you, a, a, I'll, I'll send you an invite into the, the Discord for the Glam Clams after we're done. I I'm, lost track of who I have and haven't sent it to. So, so I remember you contacting me about saying, hey, I'm doing yeah. this, like, whenever you're yeah. interested. It's like, yeah, and then, uh, then uh, I never remember anything, so always feel free to poke me and be like, well, I know. you said something about this. Yeah, I I never remember anything either until someone's <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, I, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm I'm exactly the same way. So I never try to be like, oh yeah, I remember that. I'm just like, nope, sorry, yep, not sorry. a clue. <whistles> yeah, not a clue. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> let me scroll up and see. Just any other questions, comments? Uh, <laughs> I was more disturbed when Futurama got taken off Netflix. <laughs> okay, I think it's still on Netflix in Canada. Uh, knock on. Wood, that's wood, that's not. Yeah, just move to Canada. You know, yeah. like, like all the shows that have probably been taken off. Yeah, and everyone's like, why don't you just get a VPN? I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. Why? I just don't. Okay. 
<laughs> because there is stuff in Canada that you guys don't get in the States that we have, right? So, like, right. I just, I don't want to have to be turning things on and off and reprogramming things and they can, I just, no. Nah. Yeah. I'll nah. just stick with what I have and struggle. Yeah. Nah. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> But, okay, it doesn't look like there are any other comments or questions, so I will go ahead and end it here <laughs> for our little two-hour chat. So once again, Galaxy, my dear, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to come on and gab about horror with me. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a fabulous time. I am so glad that you had a great time, because I always, <laughs> like, in the back of my mind, you're like, I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> very happy that you enjoyed yourself. Uh, thank you. Yes. And any final parting words? Stay spooky. Stay spooky. And thanks for streaming. Oh, thank you, Ishka. Thanks for coming, Ishka. Yep. All right. So take care, my dear. And I will definitely be talking with you again soon. Bye. Bye. Once again, thank you so much to Galaxy Graves for coming on the podcast today. And I want to thank everybody here for watching and listening. Please join us again next week as we have another exciting guest on Terrific Talk. And as we once again get down to the central question, why horror? So make sure you also follow the podcast on anchor.fm slash Terrific Talk so you never miss an episode and check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash brandykins if you want to specifically support Terrific Talk. As always, stay terrific, everyone, and bye-bye. <laughs>